0: Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park. I mow lawns, mowing, edging, grass-cutting legend. I sure am glad to join me here on this podcast. I want to let you know what's going on in my neck of the woods. Now, I started out years ago on the YouTubes and then the TikToks and the Instagrams now and the whatnots. I got the websites, the TavonDillard.com, but right now, I want to clue you into what's happening in my neck of the woods on the and Dillard podcast. You here, I'm here, I'm glad you joined me, now I'm going to send it over to myself. This is like the pre-introduction, but let's get on to the real show today. Hey y'all guys, it's season 7, episode 2 of the and Dillard podcast, and guess who's here? You are. Welcome. I'm so glad you joined me today. We we into the summers. I mean, we into the summers. We looking at the June 20th right about now. I mean, if you're listening to this on the day it came out, I mean that's what happened. It comes out on you know today on a Tuesday, and that's a June the 20th, 20 out 23. But I mean, you may be listening to this a year from now. You ain't listening to it a year ago because this didn't exist till just now. So I mean you might have been listening to the podcast, but not season seven, episode two. I mean, this is probably stuff you could figure out on your own, but I do want to say welcome. I am Tabin Dillard, and this is my podcast, and so that's the easiest way to name it. It's just called it the Tab and Dillard Podcast. So, you know, folks are going on the interweb, and they're trying to look for it, and they're trying to search for it, and they're trying to rolodex it and Dewey decimal system it, lick their thumb, and and flip through the cards and try to find me. They can just say, "Well, what's it called? What's Tab and Dillard's podcast called?" Oh, it's the Tab Dillard Podcast, like out of way. So that's how that go. I hope your Father's Day went good. Uh, I was doing a lot of greetings, you know, last week, uh, wishing folks Daddy's Happy Father's Day, and, you know, other stuff came in, too, birthdays, that kind of thing. And, you know, that link will be there today, just to the shirts and the personal greetings, uh, the Tavern's Bacon Bag, that's been moving. Uh, it's good stuff. That's good snacking. That's some good summer snacking, along with all the fresh produce you got to get a hold of. The watermelon. I had a good strawberry this past weekend. A couple of them. That's good. Them strawberries are good. Really, last week is during the week I had them, but um, I need to go search for some on the weekend coming up. Don't matter, know how. Hopefully, you're having some good produce, maybe some peaches. I think peach, truth be told, is my favorite fruit. I don't know why, but I like me a good peach. I mean, boy, them elbow dripping, you bite into it, and it goes all the way down to your elbow dripping off that kind of thing. Boy, just full of juice. You got, I mean, and all like that, but when you find one, But it's worth putting a hurtin' on. The other thing I like, this is something I don't know if I ever told y'all before, but my favorite kind of pie, apricot. I know you'd think, well, probably apple pie, cherry pie. Oh, them are fine. But apricot pie is the way to go, if you ask me. You know, heat it up a little bit. Uh, I like, there's some desserts I like cold, uh, and that's called ice cream. And then there's some I like warmer, like apricot pie. Now, I'll eat at room temperature, that kind of way. Uh, and there's some pies I eat, you know, right out the icebox. There is a lemon icebox pie. You know, that's one thing for sure. So that's how that goes. But anyways, who cares, Tabby? What are, we going, what are we talking about today on the podcast? Well, here's the deal. I ran into Dorothy Adkins this week, and you make eye contact, she's going to talk to you. You don't make eye contact, but she see you. You' gonna end up talking to her, so I, I had a little conversation. You know, her her grandbaby's in band camp. She's saying so. Uh, I, I'll let you know about that. I, I had to listen to the story, so y'all gonna to have to listen to it too. And then Team Burger Shed, we was down there uh, at Bickham's. Well, we were at the we were at the softball field, but we played Bickham's. All you can eat catfish buffet. The boys, you know how Burger Shed sponsors us. Well, Bickham's sponsors these fellas that we played this week. And is a circus i mean that's the that's the simplest way to tell you how it went this past week at the softball but now yeah i'm gonna give you a full-on update you know not play by play but give you the highlights or as i might say this week the low lights uh because mary Beth tucker down to concession stand has some ideas and i don't know why uh she take it from just the idea like i don't know if she ran this by anybody but anyhow uh i I would argue that it affected our game. Her decision over to concession stand, I don't know how it all connects, but it's like, don't be distracting out there, Mary Beth. And I mean, it couldn't have been worse, I don't think but you be the judge. I'll, I'll let you know about that in a little bit. But hopefully you're getting some sun on your shoulders. You're getting out in a swimming pool, the lake, maybe the river. I don't know if your family reunion is going on already or if y'all have them in the summer times or not. The camps are cranking up, vacation stuff. Uh, I should be announcing soon a couple summer uh, live shows I got. Look like uh, Oklahoma and maybe Missouri, but I'll let y'all know once I get it nailed down. Uh, there is one for sure. Yeah, It's in Newkirk, Oklahoma on July 22nd. But I got to, you know, get all the stuff figured out on the interweb to where, you you know, you can click on the link and say, okay, that's the address. That's where it's going to be. I can show up there. Uh, and the July 22nd was a free show. It's, you know, it's in town, uh, in the town of Newkirk. You can just show up and it's 830 p.m. So anyhow. Uh, you might want to write that on your calendar or your Rolodex or your Dewey Decimal, wherever you keep track of your, you know, events that you're going to be doing. Uh, but that's in the July, and we in the June, so that's about a month away on that. In the meantime, you know, like I say, check them show notes. If you if you hankering for some bacon or, you know, some of these shirts, I got that cannonball. I got the tank tops, uh, you know, the cannonball. And then I got my Bacon Freedom shirt and the tank top. And you know, I, I'll be wearing that more uh, as uh, the 4th of July approaches, which is basically starting this week. I better, you know, get that and, and get the sun on my shoulders. while I'm wearing, you know, the piece of bacon that's holding the sparkler, catching a frisbee, and cut off jean shorts. It says freedom underneath it. I mean, you better believe uh, that's an all American shirt right there. So, I'm, I'm running into Dorothy Atkins. Is at the Dollar General. You know, she like to hang out there, and sometimes I go there and, you know, run errands for me more. Or maybe there's something I need to get, but I, w- I didn't even make it in the store, you know, this week. And Dorothy sees me. She goes, hey, my, my little grandbaby, he's at band camp. And I was like, well, that's great. Uh, what they, you know, I knew I was already in it. You know, when, once you already know you in it, you might as well just be, be there, just be present. I wasn't going to be rude to Dorothy, so I said, hey, well, uh, how's he liking band camp? She goes, well, they got, the, they got the standard menu. I was like, oh, that standard food that they have at, you know, any kind of camp in the summertime. She goes, they got them sloppy joes. I said, like, okay, I, I reckon they'd have that. You know, if you're going to ask me, you're going to do a pop quiz on me and say, you know, what kind would they have? I'd probably list uh, sloppy joes. She goes, oh, yeah, they had them sloppy joes. They had hamburger night. I was like, okay, that's sounds right. Hot dog night. Okay. I said, that sounds right, too. She goes, they got nander pudding. It's cold. Now, Speaking of desserts that are warm or cold, uh, I, I like my nanner pudding warm. And I know people fight over it, they argue over that. Will I eat it cold? Uh, yeah, but uh, typically if you at some sort of place with desserts and there's cold nanner pudding, there's probably a hot something not too far, like at them buffets. You know, even if it's hot fudge or something, you put it on top of the ice cream. But anyhow, they got cold nanner pudding apparently at this band camp. They got pancakes, orange juice, sodi pop, you know, that kind of thing. So she's telling me you know, her grandbaby, he really liked that. And at the band camp, I guess the way they do it is you play instrument which makes sense to me, and then you play instrument with the other kiddos that is playing the same instrument as you, like, uh, you know, the trumpets all hang out together and they go play and practice and then the trombones uh, play together or whatever, that kind of way. Now, the thing about band camp, like, when I, I don't think them words, like, go together. Like, I don't imagine, like, a trumpet out in the wilderness or, like, a tuba out in the wilderness or whatnot, drums or not like that. Like, camping, you think, oh, we intense and we like around a campfire and we fishing in the day and we we trying to like survive out here and maybe there's a zip line or something like that away. And I guess they did have a a, like a lake there or something that you could swim in or whatever. But uh, I just don't think I, I would bring a, you know, like some sort of expensive brass instrument kind of thing out uh, to the wilderness, but that's what band camps are. I mean, if you're a band, you gotta have your instrument, and if you camping, you out, you know, out in the wilderness kind of thing. I mean, I'd they had like dorm room or something like that. It sounded like they had like barracks. I don't know, but it didn't sound like no tents, the way Dorothy was explaining it to me. And their little grandbaby, you know, getting out there, and he learning to trombone better. He getting better at the trombone. And they they playing all these things. Well, then, then comes these, what they call, like, camp hijinks. You know, people, like, pray, they play pranks on each other or something like that. Well, she said, uh, somebody put Sloppy Joe in a tuba. Imagine that. Now, that's the other thing, boy. We ain't talking about cheap cheap jokes here, because I imagine a a tuba, a goodly tuba, they they big-sized instruments, uh, expensive, best I could tell, they expensive, they ain't cheap, they ain't something like, okay, yeah, I'll get another tuba, oh, Sloppy Joe in it, yeah, just another day of Sloppy Joe in a tuba, we know how to fix that, like, that sounds like a hard thing to figure out and make better, and then the band leader, in his fanny pack, he found coffee grounds and cold nanner pudding. So, I mean, them kids was playing pranks. Some of them, weren't, they weren't so too focused on learning that trombone or that tuba or that trumpet or them percussions, you know, them drums or, or whatever. I ain't a bandologist. I didn't play band in the school. Uh, you know, I can dance. I'm a break dancer, breaking two electric boogaloo kind of thing, but I didn't play I didn't play the music. But I sure could let that beat take me away kind of thing. But that don't matter no how. We ain't talking about break dancing camp. We talking, to, I don't know if there is a break dancing camp. But wouldn't that be something? I think I passed the age, though, of attending a break camp, dancing camp. Maybe they could bring me in, you know, to show off some moves, you know, pay me a little jingle and, and some uh, sloppy joes and keep the cold nanner puddings the way I see it. But anyhow, so they had some hijinks going on. I mean, if your band camp leaders got copy grounds and cold nanner puddings in fanny pack, you know uh, it's a rough start. But I guess all in all, they got to practice. And I said, well, Dorothy, here's the deal. Your little fella came back with some memories, that grandbaby of yours from the band camp. Is he any better at the trombone? And she goes, well, I reckon he is. I, I think he might be. But apparently she don't know. I don't even know she heard him play. Or maybe she just heard him talk about it. You know how uh, a grandbaby can tell you something, and you say, well, oh, that's got to be the truth. He, he had to get better. He was there for seven days, or however long it was kind of thing. But that's, that's band camp summertime started so far and then she said yeah they got a lake there and i was like that's great she goes he's the best cannonballer can't nobody beat my grandbaby in doing a cannonball well now dorothy's saying that to me right outside the dollar general i was trying to get in there just for a little quick you know errand for me ma i'm stinking about like a pack of gum for myself but anyhow i say dorothy let me stop you right there if your grandbaby wants to learn how to how to cannonball, you tell him to come down this summer to the city pool and bring his notepad and his pencil and take some notes. Because I tell you right now, he'll go to school. He will go to cannonball school, and I'll be happy to oblige like Attaway. Now, I mean, it's one thing to say your grandbaby's good at, at the trombone. Now, I don't know how to prove that. She don't really know how to prove that. But you say he the best cannonballer around? Well, we can get that figured out real quick, Dorothy. Okay, we can get that figured out real quick. And we don't go around to the city poo to mess around. Coach Hicks will blow the whistle on you. You got to be there to steady focus. I mean, you got to be in training. You got to be playing by the rules down there if you're getting in the poo. If you're getting in the city poo, you're going by the city poo rules. That's how it is. And so I gave her that information and then she didn't need to mark it down because she know where the city poo is. And hey, you know where to find me. You know, that's like Attaway. So, I finally get into that Dollar ginger thing. I didn't get no gum. I was done with it. Uh, Mimo wanted some vinegar. I don't know if she's going to clean or use it in the recipe. I don't know, but I just know what she told me, and so I did it. And then I game this week down to City Fields, here's the deal. Uh, Mary Beth Tucker, she messed with it again. She messed with the concession stand. Oh, come on, Tabbin. How bad could it be? Let me tell you how bad it could be. She brought pickles. She brought pickles to the concession stand in a jar. It was a glass jar of pickles. Now, there wasn't a label, so I don't know if they's homemade or she just ripped the label off. Or I don't know. I didn't really ask, ask a lot of questions because all I knowed once I seen that jar of pickles and her smiling and kind of huffing over to the concession stand is like she's making up her own rules again. You ain't going to find pickles on the menu, but you're going to find them at the concession stand tonight. And they deal pickles. She brought a big old jar, dill pickles, your glass jar, lid on tight. How tight, Tabin? Well, she over there trying to open. She goes, I can't do it. Well, Myron, you know, he want to play the man. That's her boyfriend. And then how huh, Myron Curtis get over there and he's like, let me get it, Mary Beth for you. Like he's just going to twist the lid off and then walk away and say, okay, I got to go soft, You know, play some softball. I got a game to play kind of thing. Well, he didn't do that. He got over there, boy, and he huffing, puffing. He's like, Urgh! he couldn't get the thing off. And I mean he twisting and turning, he using his forceps, intercepts, biceps, triceps, every muscle in his arm, you know, he grip he gripping that with his with his chubby hand, trying to get that lid off. It ain't moving. So Mort get a shop towel. And he put that shop towel over the lid to get him better grip. I mean, that's the reason how come he did that. The reason how come he put that shop towel on that lid that way is because he thought, well, it's gonna give me better grip. Now, you know, what he's saying, you know, he ain't he he ain't quite rebarrassed yet. I mean, Myron ain't quite embarrassed. Mort didn't care nothing about it. Mort Gwydell, he went straight to the fields tonight. He stretched out. I don't know, he's steady focused. Like, he wasn't even messing with the concession stand. He just said, I'll be there after the game for a free snow cone if we win. But other than that, like, he, he was on the pill. But Myron's over there just grunting, trying to get that shop towel to work. And, you know, right now, he's still saving face, as they say, because he's like, well, I just can't get a good grip. You know, it's been a hot day. I've been sweating. You know, he drive that uh, snack delivery truck. Folks call him bean dip. I call him Myron Curtis. But he drive that in your steering wheel as, a, as the summer sun, as the June sun kind of beats down on the steering wheel, hands get wet, and he goes, well, I had I had slick hands all day. Let me see if I can get this shop towel and put it around there. Wet a shop towel didn't work neither. So now what's the problem, Myron? Now what's the problem? Now you standing there, I mean, we about 20 minutes till game time, if that, and you got a glass jar of dill pickles in your hand that... Married by Tucker brought because she want to sell at the concession stand but she can't get them open and now you stand in there with a shop towel over the lid grunting and squirming and now you getting rebarrassed because that lid ain't budging. Well Cody Mantell come up and he been in a better mood lately. You know Linda Ray Mantell, that's his wife, they got a little gal named Daphne, but she pregnant with another baby. They having late summer, early fall. I ain't sure but she ain't had that baby yet, I know that much. And I don't say nothing about it, you know. And even though I know she's pregnant, I don't bring it up because I made that mistake before asking the lady when she's due, if she wasn't pregnant. So I know better. I wait till them till, till they holding the baby in their arms. And I said, You had a baby, like out of way." That's what I do. But anyhow, he he come up in a pretty good mood. He goes, Hey, what's going on over here? And Myron said, Nothing. We good, Cody. I'll see you over at the field, kind of thing. And Mary Beth's like, well, we can't get these pickles open. So now, now Myron's a rebarrassed, flustered, and a little mad because Mary Beth basically said, Hey, my boyfriend Myron, right here, he can't get the lid off this pickle jar, Cody. And Cody's like, hey, give me a shot. And Myron's like, no, we fine. I don't don't need no help, Cody. You can go on to the pills. I'll be over there in a little bit. So then Myron set that jar of pickles down and he started kind of rubbing his head, like looking at his hand and using that shop towel to dry off his hands, like, okay, now I figured out what the problem is. It wasn't it wasn't my hand that was gonna do it. It wasn't the shop towel. Is it my 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 bare hand could do it if it was dried off with the shop towel? Like that's the message he's sending now. So he over there doing that. Well, Cody don't listen to Myron know how. He walked over there and reached for that glass pickle jar. Well, just out of instinct, just instinctively, uh, Myron put his hand up and blocked Cody like, no, I don't want you doing that kind of thing. He didn't say that, but that's basically what he's saying with his actions. Like, hey, not through here kind of thing. And so Mary Beth's like, watch out kind of thing. So now all of a sudden, Mary Beth has reached for this jar of pickles because she sees what's about to happen. Myron has put his arm in between the pickle jar and Cody Mantell's arm, and then he flung his arm back. Well, what was behind his arm was a jar of pickles. What happened to that jar of pickles? Well, Grafty took over, y'all guys. Grafty took over and said, hello, Pickle Boone, and that jar hit the ground. That jar hit the gravelly rocks around that old the front window there, the concession stand. Broke everywhere. Mary Beth couldn't handle it. I mean, she broke down so hard she started crying and she hightailed it to the park bathroom. Now, if you want to cry in peace, that ain't the place to cry because it just echo. Now, same if you have a tummy ache, that ain't the place to be quiet about it because it, it ain't going to let you. But anyway, she ran over that way. And Cody Mantel's like, fine, man, do what you want kind of thing. And he went over to the fields. There's Myron. He got, he got pickle juice all over his cleats. His cleats smell like pickles now. And then uh, Cheryl Grubbs hustle over there, she see all the action and she got jalapeno with her and she goes, Well, I will cover the concession stand until Marybeth come back. Well nobody noted before innings. Cheryl over there with jalapeno, jalapeno's around there is broken. Jars, there's pickles on the ground, pickle juice, jalapeno's like licking the rocks. I guess it thought that pickle juice was gonna taste good or something. So Cheryl doing the concession stand, our game starts. So we we before you know it, in the blink of an eye, fourth inning, 7-0 to zero we down. Like, we figuring out a way, and I'm telling you, it's the pickles. If Mary Beth didn't bring that and Cody wasn't flustered over there trying to help and then getting, you know, shut down by Myron, and Myron's mad because he's in Ribera's because he can't open the pickles, and all that's going on over there, I don't think it'd be as mess as it was. But we weren't, our, our mind wasn't in the game, and all of a sudden we down 7 to nothing. Well, fourth inning, JT Whitlow tried to leg a single into a double, and he gets in a pickle. Speaking of pickles, he in a rundown between first and second base, and uh, they tag him out. Well, about that time Mary Beth Tucker's done in the bathroom, she come back over there to help Cheryl. Well, we hear this dog at Jalapeno coughing, you know, when J.T.'s getting run down. It's coughing, so I, I didn't know a dog could cough. I mean, it sounded like somebody's granddaddy with a popcorn hole in the back of his throat, you know, trying to get that out, just a little, heh, hey. And so I'm thinking, what in the world going on over there? And Cheryl didn't know neither. She started getting worried about jalapeno. Picked that dog up, didn't know she needed a hind it, But, <coughs> well, I get choked up. I get choked up talking about a dog coughing. and then I start coughing. But I'm telling you right now, she didn't know. But I'm thinking in my mind, that doggy didn't eat no pickle, so it, don't, it ain't nothing to choke on. It must just be the pickle juice, uh, like reacting to jalapeno. I ain't a dogologist or a taste budologist or a pickle expert. I ain't the Alvin Einsteins of pickles or nothing like that. All I can say is, like, I don't know, but it probably ain't choking, Cheryl. That's what I'm thinking. But why am I thinking about this? I should be thinking about hitting soft singles to the opposite field and stealing second base. I'm telling you, the pickles got into our head as a mind game with the dill pickle jar that Mary Tucker brought to the concession stand this week. So Cheryl's looking around. You know, what What can I do? And she's going to take, she, she took Jalapeno to the back of her Chevy Cobalt, windows down because, you know, she can't have the windows up in the back of that anymore. Jalapeno's tore that thing up. She messed, she made so many messes in that back seat. I mean, you gag going in that thing anyway. Uh, the window's up. Boy, you can hardly stand it. So if they keep the windows down. And I don't know if she's going to take her to the veterinary, you know, to Jalapeno or back home or whatever. Now, Mary Beth, she went to school for horses, but she worked at that veterinary. Of course, she wasn't there. But knows know she was leaving the park bathroom, heading back to concession stand. But Cheryl Grubbs took off with Jalapeno, you know, somewhere around the fourth inning. And Mary Beth's getting back over there. And by all that time, you'll keep... I'd already... By that... By the... By the End of the fourth inning, I done struck out three times and Cricket, of all nights to come and watch me play softball, she was in the stands and about that fourth inning she said, hey, um, I'm gonna go over there and, and help with the concession stand. And I was like, boy, I, I wish you would. And you know what I'm thinking. I'd mean, i I'd rather uh, play terrible softball without an audience kind of thing. So she went over there and Cricket actually cleaned up the glass and throwed out them old pickles that were all on the gravel and like, cleaned up the thing. They got a water hose over there so she sprayed down that gravel so it wasn't as pickly. And then Mary Beth come back. And so Mary Beth helped her uh, in the concession stand, or Cricket helped Mary Beth, whatever. And they just stuck to them Skittles, Sody Pop, Snow Cones, and Hot Dogs. Now, speaking of Snow Cones, you're probably thinking, well, Tabin, tell me about the comeback. Tell me about the comeback where y'all, y'all were down seven to nothing and playing terrible, and you struck out three times, and then all of a sudden you led the charge, and y'all whooped them big old boys from Bickham's. Well,. That ain't what happened. And uh, the seventh inning, Rusty Tidwell, though, he hit a home run because he ain't about to let us get shut out. But that is it. I mean, I'm talking 13-1. to We lost. So now Team Berger Shed, we're looking at five wins to two losses to one tie. we five, two, and one. And I don't know the way the schedule is, but we played Bickhams two weeks in a row. And this week, they was like a different team than last week. So that's how that go. But we 5-2-1. We and one. I was just glad to see it over. No free snow cones. You know, Myron's got cleats that smell like pickle juice. And I, Cricket, I mean, she she was a big help over there. You know, Mary Beth and then then Cheryl came back to the fields to help her a little bit and and jalapeno wasn't with her, so I guess she just took him home and he and fine of don't don't let your dog lick up pickle juice. I don't know what the what the rule is, but she can figure that out. I mean Cheryl's kept that dog alive at this point, you know, kinda of thing. So we got done. Now, cricket, she wasn't supposed to help with a concession stand. Well then she got called in to work at the nursing home. So she basically spent her night putting out fire. She went and helped at the concession stand and then she went to do a shift at the at the nursing home. Now before she did, we went down to the burger shed and got a little supper. And and that was that always helped. I play I, I did like a little summer I I took it easy. I didn't even get my number three after the game. I thought I'd switch it up a little bit instead of the bacon double cheeseburger. I got a regular bacon burger, add cheese, but I didn't double up, and I didn't get the curly fries. I got the regular fries. Got the chocolate milkshake. I, I didn't get the docker pepper. It's a good switch. Every time this, every, every night in the summertime, you know, you got to switch it up. And that milkshake, that's a cold dessert that I can get on board with. The nanner pudding, no thank you. Can't do it. Won't do it. Have done it. Can do it. Prefer not to do it. Warm apricot pie, a little vanilla ice cream, Whoo, that'll make your tongue slap your brains out getting to it. But don't matter no how, Team Burger Shed is five, two, and one now, now that ain't terrible. And I went back to the, after after the the ball game and after Cricket had to go back to the nursing home and we was done at the Burger Shed, I came back here to the trailer and I did have an ice cold peach knee high so uh, i did get my soda pop in but i I got the milkshake at the burger shed so i cooled off here swamp cooler on cold peach knee high out of the glass bottle by the way and then working on a new watermelon helmet and just remembering hey you can't win them all and that's okay we'll get them next time i hope though that your summer's going good and getting ready for the fourth of july i know i am we almost done with our New Year's fireworks here in the trailer park. So that way we can stock up on the 4th of July and that'll take us into the next New Year's. That's kind of how it goes. That's that's the that's the rotation we got going on. I sure would love to hear from y'all guys though. I see folks have been rating uh, the podcast on the Apple iTunes. and Maybe you doing it on the Spotify, too. Now, I have had some uh, notifications from Spotify lately that said, folks is asking questions, uh, but I don't know how to find them questions on Spotify. So if you asking questions on Spotify and saying, Tabin Dillard keeps ignoring me, I don't know how to find them questions. And I didn't go to Spotify school. I just didn't do it. So anyhow, just know I ain't ignoring you. I just don't know how to find them. But even though Spotify will email me and say, yep, you got questions, well, why don't you just, if you're going to take the time to send me an email to tell me I got questions, why don't you just send me them questions? But I don't know. I haven't got on the phone with their operator yet. Uh, but tabindillard at gmail.com is where to email me if you got uh business inquiries folks is asking you know uh, where am i going to be when i'm going to be doing live shows or can i do a live show or whatever that's probably the best way to get in touch of course i got my phone number you can text me 501-322-6249 you could do that and then check them show notes today there's bacon cabin's bacon bag there's the personal greetings link and there's also the uh, t-shirts and uh i'm back up on the facebook there's a week or so there where uh it disappeared, you know, the taverns Facebook page, the fan page, but it's back. And uh, you can find me on all them platforms, as they say. But I appreciate you finding me here today for the Tabin Dillard Podcast. It's been a hoot. We in episode two of season seven. You here with me. I appreciate you joining me today. And hey, if you ain't had Sloppy Joe putting in your tuba or Nanner putting in your fanny pack at band camp, you having a pretty good week. Me? I'm Tavin Dillard. This is the Tavin Dillard Podcast. Until next time, y'all guys, we'll see you later.